0: hello and welcome to Plains on the Prairie. I'm Sam joined by Max Sabin today we got kind of a little different episode um those of you who saw our Facebook post we were kind of working into these short format podcasts and they're going to hopefully be weekly so uh, we're gonna start pumping out more of these and today we're going to talk a little bit about Max's book so Max recently uh, wrote a book with uh, Dave Lipp here in town um, it's called, Images of Aviation, the North Dakota Air National Guard, and um, we're just going to dive into this and do kind of a Q&A. Absolutely,
1: I'm excited to, excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah, so what drove you guys to basically come out with this book?
1: So Dave Lipp and I had been talking um, even before we wrote the book. He had uh, reached out and sent me thousands of pictures from the North Dakota Air National Guard um, ranging all the way back from the the P well F fifty one fighter days up through two thousand and seven with the end of the F sixteen mission, and I was looking at these images and thinking there is something really here for a book. And what I had preach or what I had approached um, Dave about is the fact that all three of the previous um, Hooligan history books the fiftieth anniversary, sixty um, fifth, and then the seventy fifth, which came out in twenty seventeen. Uh, all those books were not available for purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the red and blue ones were from the 90s and the 70s, just because they were so old. But the 2017 one was not available. Right. And that was by far the most detailed. It had incredible captions. Dave lit put that together. It was a phenomenal book, um, but it wasn't available. And I said, look, if we could put these pictures into a short form book that is available for a public purchase, I really think that there'd be something there for us. And fortunately, Dave agreed. And you know, a year and a half later, Book, you know, we publish it.
0: Awesome, yeah. And how, how long, and how many man hours would you say this took to kind so, of get together?
1: Uh, we had our, excuse me, oh my goodness, we had our first meeting probably in January of 23rd or December of twenty twenty one, and we met maybe once a month from January twenty twenty two through um, September twenty twenty two, and kind of just went over, like, these are the pictures we want. It was a lot of looking at the pictures and comparing them to the 2017 book uh, because we wanted to use some of the same images if they had, like, people that, you know, we hadn't recognized their names, faces, and then for other images, uh, mostly of aircraft, ones that hadn't been included in the 75th anniversary book, just because, as I assume you and our listeners are aware, I really like to research tail numbers, And I wanted to track down as many individual, um, you know, aircraft, whether they were the Mustangs or the Vipers or the Voodoos and even the OSAs like the C-47, C-45. Like, um, if you pick up a copy of the book, you can really see that like, if it's a, a picture that doesn't have people visible in it and it's just an aircraft, the caption is extremely detailed. And that's something that I was really proud of doing. Um, but yeah, you know, it was really just Dave and I uh, looking over a lot of images and comparing them and then you know saying, OK, I think people really like or appreciate those kind of pictures.
0: Right. So I noticed, you know, go, when I read the book, I noticed and you discussed it at meetings and stuff um, back in the old days, you know, when the F-51s were around, Dave wasn't around. You weren't around. How did you come up with all this information?
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's a gentleman that Dave and I both owe a lot of credit to. His name is Everett Bruss. He was born here in North Dakota back in the 30s. And for more than 40, if not 50 years, worked for the North Dakota Air National Guard. He was their first um, base photographer. So all the pictures you see from, for sure, the Mustang era, maybe more so going into the 50s and 60s. He was more of a lab technician at that point. Mm -hmm. But he took incredible photos. And not only that, he took incredible captions. And a lot of the captions that are in those early chapters of the book or straight from his handwriting, like we would not have any idea who some of those guys were if it hadn't been for him taking their picture, and then walking up to them and saying, Can I get your name? What are you doing? What is the date? Basically, I like to joke, basically, everything short of asking them for their social security number. He, he knew it, he made sure that he recorded exactly what they were doing, and that is something that I can't say a lot of early 1940s Air National Guard pictures have. Most of the time, it's just, Oh, P 51. A 26 you know B 25 for him he made it very personal And I- mm-hmm.
0: well that's something that seems like you guys hit really well in this book for being a short format book um apart from just it's an image book right yeah. but apart from that it seems like you really touched on the personal side of things i noticed when we had that uh book night mm-hmm. um there's a bunch of members from the hooligans here yeah. and they were just talking amongst themselves during the q a question and they were all talking and it was neat to see how you know you guys, and then, you know, other photographers and, you know, people like that really can kind of connect people. And it's just crazy to see how you guys got that personal touch in there as well on top of just history. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so walk us through kind of, um, the format of the book. So we're running through pictures, we're running chronologically, yeah, so,
1: right? Um, I should say images of aviation was published. Um, it's an Arcadia publishing company out of, uh, South Carolina. Um, they have, you know, a very strict format when it comes to this. I believe it's, um, each book is just shy of 130 pages. And they have the exact same amount of pictures. So there's never any like, oh, well, they got to have this more photos than we did, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, But, you know, kind of going off of their uh, playbook, you know, to use a football analogy. um, They made it pretty easy for us. It was just like, you pick the pictures, you write the captions, and we will plug them in. And that's exactly what they did. And then even at the end, uh, we had a couple captions that were really long. You know, there's a lot of people at a table. And it's like, we really want to include all those names. And our kid was like, that's fine. Like, hmm. we'll, we'll work around that. And that was something that we actually hadn't been told in the beginning. So kind of like.
0: Was a little like, oh, afraid to, yeah.
1: Not. Yeah. So now we were like, oh, man, we have to. Add all the old captions back that we had erased. But, you know, long story short, um, it is, like you said, mostly a picture book. But what is nice about Arcadia's style is that, you know, they have a really nice um, section in the beginning for the introduction, which I can, you know, say has a lot of detail in it.
0: Allows you to be pretty, pretty expansive, right? Exactly.
1: It's kind of like what I had hoped that the book would be Mm -hmm. like you know if we could have like a 500 page like research book like one up in the library here right now you know that would that's the dream would you guys
0: have the material for that on hand
1: okay yeah we could we could really make that you know one day but that's for another day of course right um but the photos all you know except i guess should say most of the world war ii ones came from the national archives right and then all but one of the North Dakota Air National Guard pictures came from the Air National Guard, with the one exception being for me, right. at our, from our Bonansville trip that one day. Um, but yeah, no, and then each chapter has like a quick little section for um, just, you know, writing down what the chapter was about, but you really have to, like, expand what the chapter is about through the captions. So that's where it came into play saying, like, how what images should we include like for the f51 era we obviously wanted to include you know the first mustangs mm-hmm. arriving in fargo and then you know we wanted to talk about you know the 1948 gordon and dogfight fight between right. the ufo like how do we cover that obviously there were a few things that we had to leave out like some summer training like in wisconsin um but you know in other sections we cover that where we have more space so it's really kind of choosing what goes where to help tell the story if you can't use like uh, you know if you're limited on chapters or pages like we.
0: so what um what section would you say was the most difficult to find information on and which section did you have too much where you needed to narrow it down
1: it's a great question um by far the shortest chapter was the f102 section mm-hmm. just because timeline F-102's, yep we're only in fargo for three years um the chapter that probably had the most or the one that was the most difficult like to shorten for us was probably the F16 because that was where Dave was really you know right. that was his, his timeline yeah and you know all those pictures were taken by him so he wanted to you know include the names and I should say that's not a bad idea because a lot of those guys that, and girls that were in in the 90s during the F16 era were the ones that are going to be buying this right that was a really tough chapter for us because we had to leave out a ton of awards that really like we would have included but we just we couldn't due to the time and length and stuff but um, i'd say from like the early cold war era like from the 40s up through the 60s those chapters were you know not hard but also like okay, you know, if it hadn't been for the, going back to ever, if we if it hadn't been for the names or the, like, detailed mm. captions, it would have just been, you know, three guys loading an F-51 or, sure. you know, here is, you know, so-and-so refueling an F-89. Yeah, But we were able to really lengthen them out through captions and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then uh, how was the reception here with the public of people who have bought books from you?
1: It has been phenomenal. You know, <laughs> I, I heard this back in the day, but the, the old saying goes that, you know, you either are a hooligan related to one or no one. Mm. And that statement hasn't, you know, it has been so, you know, confirmed to me if that's the right, right word, yeah. word choice. Um, we've had people coming in and like, yeah, my grandpa was in, you know, back in the 80s or oh my, my son is a hooligan and he loved the book. Or, my dad was, my husband is, and my son wants to be. And being able to sign books for, you know, a generation of people that have, you know, served our country and our community in the North Dakota area, that has been great. And just going back, some of the people that I've got to meet, like that we mention or talk about this book, that is unbelievable, especially their families too. Obviously some of the, you know, pilots from those early days have since passed away, but having, you know, some people that, you know, that's their dad and they'll think, yeah, he would have loved this book. You know, we really appreciate what you did. And they know Dave on a first-hand yeah. basis. You know, it's a pleasure to meet you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been just probably the most rewarding part. That's
0: awesome. Are there any plans to do that expanded hooligan book, like set plans, or is it just more of a bucket list? It's gotta a bucket want... list, yeah.
1: but like I said earlier, the material's all there. It's It would just be, you know, a matter of sitting down for probably two or three years, and because in a book like that you would want to cover everyone right. everyone's contribution not just the pilots not just the maintenance mm-hmm. guys but finance firefighting. well and that's
0: something that's kind of nicely touched on this book is it's you know the majority is probably the pilots stuff but you get you get a lot of the touch of like you know all the ground crews and all the you know the ops yeah. people and just
1: and you know with the north dakota air national guard especially during the william tell events it wouldn't have been possible without the maintenance guys right it, they, they contribute, and not just in North Dakota, in the entire Air Force and, you know, we're at whatever branches, it's the guys and girls that are working on the ground to make sure that those aircraft are flying and ready for the pilots that, you know, without them, that wouldn't have been possible. I've, I've talked to a couple of members of the William Tell um, 1970 and 1972 team, both um, during the book signing and then at our fall fundraiser at the museum last year, and they could not sing higher praises for the maintenance mm-hmm. guys. They, One of the pilots came up to me and said, if it wasn't for the maintenance guys, we would not want. He easily could have said, oh, you know, we're the best pilots in the world. Right. He easily could have said that because they have the the trophies to back it up. But he said the maintenance guys were the ones that won that tournament. And that hearing that, it gives me chills thinking about it right, right. now because well. they are monumental to the history of the North Dakota International Guard.
0: And what I've noticed with this group of individuals, these pilots with the hooligans compared to, you know, not throwing any specific names out there, but pilots can be cocky, mm-hmm. but it seems like as a whole, the group of hooligan pilots that I've met, well, Al, with their interview, one of the most humble people, of some really neat accomplishments, just a good, solid group of people who are really have that North Dakota nice culture about them.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, some of these pilots, especially back in the day, it would like in Al's case, he was a professor at NDSU, mm-hmm. and you know, five o'clock rolled around, he put on or changed suits, yeah, and flew intercept missions where we had local farmers who were out spraying, and mm-hmm. on the weekends for drill, they would suit up in their my favorite orange flight suits yep. and you know, fly the one hundred ones or F fours. It's it's just remarkable that you know such down to earth people can have some of the most you know at, like you said. In, in the sense, a very egotistical job. Right. And you would have no idea that you're talking with, you know, a fighter pilot or something like that. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's, I, I think it's really something that's unique, maybe not just to North Dakota, but, you know, definitely the upper Midwest.
0: Right. Definitely our culture up here. So do you have any uh, future plans for, this was your first experience as an author, right? Yes, so. yeah. So this
1: was, I, I. I was telling my dad this was kind of my my first like my foot in the door. It's it's not the book that I want to be remembered by. I'm I'm very proud of it, mm. but you know I I love writing. I love research. I love all that, and I want I want that to show in the next book that I put out, whatever that may be. Um, and I you know I want people to appreciate the history that's involved here, but I want them to know that this is just the beginning
0: great yeah something a little more dense is yeah, what you're so, saying it's <laughs> more
1: than, you know a couple hundred pictures and right stuff like that but yeah it's a great
0: intro for sure yeah so where can we find this book
1: um you can pick up a copy from me at the fargo air museum uh, if you're interested um excuse me this water is going on really hard today um the museum doesn't have copies of its own so just be aware that if you come in all the proceeds will go to me um we're working on a way for the museum to get more copies. We actually sold out during the That's great. signing deal. That's so awesome. yeah, it's a good problem to have. Um, but you can find copies uh at the museum through me. Um, I also have some. Uh you can I can be reached via you know the Planes on the Prairie direct message in the comments, um, on my other social media, shots from Saban, which is the big airplane account that I think most of our viewers, right? Listeners follow. Um Facebook, yeah. Right. However,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll put his home address on yeah, in the yeah link.
1: here's my social security number
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this has been great thanks for Sam, um thank putting this so book for, out i mean it's a great read
1: yeah thanks for taking the time to ask me questions and um i know that we have you know uh an idea kind of like this yes we do we've been talking about so hopefully uh hopefully we'll get that chance to talk about it in an episode a year from now
0: yeah so, <laughs> and With that cliffhanger, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) And uh, we'll hope to see you next week. Take care. Bye.